You're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. Sometimes looking at scripture reminds me of when me and my wife Shelby got a new phone. We new phones. We didn't just share a phone. <laughs> it's my turn, you know. So no, but we got new phones a couple years ago, and you know when you get a new iPhone, it, it, they they try to help you, and they're like, oh, they try to transfer things over, but they, you always have to go through a couple steps. And some of them are like, hey, do you want to add a payment thing? Do you want to add this and that? And I remember one of the steps I saw that I never saw before was they asked if you wanted to change your text size from either normal to larger. And of course, I was like, <laughs> normal, please. You know. But I looked at my wife, and my wife picked larger. And you know, my wife's a little older than me, so I got a little nervous. I was like, are we there? Like, is that happening for me soon? Like, am I going to have to do larger? Like, I was a little nervous. And, you know, but the thing I noticed about it, is like her larger screen, it's more attracting to me. Like, when she gets text messages, I will do this. And sometimes I'm a little concerned because it looks like a long text message. Like she's either like getting corrected, like or someone's like, I didn't like that song the way you did. Like I always, I don't know, I always think that like negative, but I'm not a negative person, but sometimes I'm like, is someone saying you? I, always, I ask her like, is everything all right? She'll go, yeah, it's just a text message. And then, and then I realize it's just a text message when we get the same text. But like on my text, it's like only like a sentence, but on her text, it looks like a paragraph. And I'm like, maybe larger is cooler. But it kind of reminds what we're doing in this series, that like in this series, we're going beyond just a couple sentences, that we're actually zooming in and studying the scripture and asking ourselves, how can we apply this to our life? What is the true meaning of this? How can I just take this more than just reading it and getting it done, but applying it to our lives? This series is about digging deep and going beyond just reading and studying. And that's what I want to talk about today in this message I'm calling The Purpose of the Scriptures. Hey, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. We, uh, we, we are also the only podcast on the internet that also does small, subtle digs to Pastor Shelby. <laughs> hey, I got that approved, okay? I said, hey, can I talk about this? And Okay, you know what? And I'm going to unpack something real quick because I was talking about how I took, you know, I pick normal text and stuff. If you looked at my sermon notes, they are huge. <laughs> like, they are so huge. It's probably well, like 15 pages of messages <laughs> because I make the text so big. So, and I almost brought that up, but I'm like, but that would kind of ruin the joke. So you get that on the podcast. You get nice. the a little behind the scenes. Well, Pastor Pastor Shelby, I I think I think your phone settings are just fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm staying on your good side. <laughs> Again, I'm Pastor Keith. Uh, we're this week we're discussing week number eight from the sermon series uh, to Timothy. Mm. Not like to Timothy, <laughs> comma to Timothy. Second Timothy, but yeah. Yes, dose. <laughs> Uh, yes. uh, joining me as always is Pastor Shelby's husband. I'm Dallas. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Shelby's husband. And I'm Megan. What's up, guys? I do that, though, with the worship team. When a new worship team member comes in, I'll go, hi, I'm Dallas. I'm Pastor Shelby's husband. Because <laughs> like, And they'll go, yeah, I know you're the kid's pastor. And I'll be like, well, in this setting, I'm Pastor Shelby's husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't it be- Know, the, your, know your place. Wouldn't yes. it be that person's- Decision on what I don't know. Where, what, I always do it though. What you I are always do it. So it was kind of funny. I heard I heard a story. This is just talking about husbands. Um, so Dax Shepard and and Colin Hanks were doing something together, and I guess they were on a high rise. And Dax Shepard looked at Colin Hanks. He goes, "You know, if we died right now, the headline would say Kristen Bell's husband and Tom Hanks' son died." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that reminded me of. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. I know. Yeah, <laughs> Colin Hanks. I really I like him in everything I've I've ever yeah, saw him. He's great. I think he's a great actor. Yeah, he's, but, but he's I mean, Tom Hanks' son. He's Tom Hanks' yeah. son comes yeah. from great. Comes from a great pedigree. Living in the shadow. Yeah. So what do we know? Uh, week eight of two Timothy. Yeah. Um, pastor we, Dallas's message. We we it's rare that we have the pastor that spoke the message. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's also rare to hear your your own voice and go. That's what I sound like. Oh, you sound. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, no, that's not rare. I feel like most people hear their voice and they're like, "Do I really do?" That? I know. Because even listen to myself on the podcast, I'm yeah. like. 
I thought I sounded like this, but for some reason when I hear that, it's like, hi guys, how's it going? Like, I don't know why it's, why it sounds higher to me, but. Uh, no, that's, uh, that's, it sounds like, that's, that sounds identical to you. That like from a different set of ears, that's you. That's totally you. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it sounds fine. No, yeah, no, it's, I, it's just in my head, I guess. So. No, I feel, I, I don't know. I think it's genetically impossible to love the way that you sound. That's maybe, true. Maybe unless you're like a voice actor, but why is it? We just must hear ourselves differently than mm-hmm. how we actually talk. Yeah. I remember yeah. having to like process that as a teenager and mm-hmm. like, you know, you hate everything about yourself when you're a teenager. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I hated my voice. I hated it. And I was like ready to sign up for voice lessons. I'm like, I don't know. Do they yeah. teach you how to speak? Just because voice I want lessons that. just to start liking your voice. Yeah, and then, I don't <laughs> know. Any professional voice lessons, because I feel like that next step <laughs> yeah. will actually make me just like my voice. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I just need to learn to like this. No, I, so. I dislike my voice tremendously as well. Ugh. Really? Yeah. Very much. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, here you go. You got it's, three people who don't really like their voice. And it's yet interesting we're that you said, I don't, I didn't like myself growing up. I, I, there was a time, I think sixth grade, I didn't like myself, but in eighth grade, I loved myself. <laughs> <laughs> like I grew, I got uh, taller and bigger and I was just, I was like, you are the man in eighth this grade. This is the difference so. just for anyone listening between adolescent, you know, ladies and adolescent <laughs> yes. men. <laughs> so true. So. Okay. So, uh, what, what was the sermon about? Uh, so, so no, hold on. Yeah, I got sorry. a question. I got a question. Yes. This is great. This is, this is, I, cause I felt like I gave you a half a question and you were going to give me a really good answer, I but so. I feel like this full question, I'll get the answer. I really wanted yes. when pastor Sean said, you're going to speak week eight. What yes. did he give you as your reference mm, point? Yeah. Uh, he gave me the scripture reference. And Which one? He, um, oh, uh, 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 he gave me, he said, I want you to do, uh, Second Timothy chapter three, verses uh, 14 through 17. Okay. And I said, cool. But he also gave me some like chicken scratch, which was super helpful. So like, he's like, hey, this is what I want. Cause you know, our, our pastor, when he does a whole series, like he's not like me where it's like, okay, I'm going to do week one today. And then week two, you know, in a week, he's like, he'll like, he'll do like a rough draft of the whole series. And so when he knows he's unavailable, he's already has stuff. So he'll go, hey, here's some ideas. You do whatever you want to do. And so, uh, so he actually, she had the cell phone thing and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like, I noticed that about you and Shelly. No, but it was actually a story about him and him and Sonny. So. Yeah. So no, it's, and it's, it's one of those things where he's given me stuff. He's given me like some, some bones and I put meat on it. And, and so, but, and sometimes there's no bones. Like sometimes he goes, just, this is the scripture I was thinking. Here's a tile run with it. And I, and I've been appreciative of that. So, so in this message, did, did you follow his chicken scribble? Like oh yeah more or did you veer off on your own? Uh, I I did a little bit of both. Okay. I I I because you know I mean well he's one of my favorite speakers and he's very intelligent so I'm gonna be like nah I'm good smart guy you know <laughs> um, he had some really great things and some good points but but then it would kind of make me teeter off on another point, another yeah. point. So it was a really good launching off point choose. for me. So, um, but he did tell me the next time I speak, he's not going to be as helpful. He just, he goes, I want to hear you more than me. And I go, okay, cool. Oh, see, so. as, as a, as one of your, I would say one of your closer friends, mm-hmm. um, I, I couldn't tell that you were preaching uh, a Sean sermon. And t- it, it feels like it's just, yeah. you know, it, it was, you know? it was me. So I was like a person that didn't know the behind the scenes on that. Yeah. And I probably should have be yeah. that I'm that close to the fire. Yeah. But it, it I didn't once think it was like, Oh, it sounds like it's just a Sean sermon. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I need it. I need it to be, but, but you know, if someone gives you good advice, you take it. And that's how I took that, that chicken scratches. Yeah. It's some good advice. For sure. For sure. And so, but it was me. And that, here's why I love every, t- every morning, the, every Sunday morning that I do speak, he always sends me, you know, you're going to do great praying for you. You just be you. And I think it's, it's one of my favorite, you know, texts I get from him is that just be you, just be uh, you. So, so I, I, my sermon at, at the guys retreat, I had a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Like he, he said the same thing. He goes, don't, what, don't give them, don't, don't give something about filling up your plate. Yeah. Don't, don't give them all of it right away. Just give them a little appetizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to have the rest of your life to give them the full course. Yeah. And yeah. then he also said, just be you. Just and be when you. I got done with my sermon, I'm like, I, I sat down and that actually, that sentence didn't make me feel better. I'm like, was I me? <laughs> was I me? <laughs> but, was, was, yeah. it, was I me? Um, mm. I think I was me. Yeah. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you this meltdown, this identity crisis. <laughs> what do I do here? Um, uh, that's awesome. Um, I, oh, I had one, one further question for Pastor Dallas. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like we're going to ask you a lot of questions today. Um, 
One further one before we get going on soundbite. Mm-hmm. Coming out of worship night. Yeah. So worship night, uh, we we have been having it on June 22nd, the mm-hmm. last three years. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people caught on to that, but I know that a lot of people didn't. Yeah. That it was it was June 22nd during uh, the pandemic. It was like our, let's just get the band back together. Mm-hmm. You know, like literally metaphorically, let's get the band back together, man. Yeah. And just open the doors and whoever shows up, shows up. And it was a ruckus night. It was yeah. brilliant. So then, so then when we started planning for the next worship night a year later, mm-hmm. why in the middle of summer every year? I don't know. Uh, we landed on a date and then someone in the medium goes, I think we did on June 22nd last year. And we looked and sure enough, it was on June 22nd. So this year we were like, all right, so it's got to be on June 22nd, yeah. right? Um, so it was just, just last just last week on mm-hmm. Wednesday, June 22nd. You preached yes. uh, during yeah. the middle of it and then at the end of it, yeah. uh, both of which I felt very compelled and moved by. Yeah. Did your going into Sunday, was, did, was that... Did you alter, like, were you more confident? Were you, did you have like a chip on your shoulder? Did you have like the Holy Spirit, like saying like, get it now? Um, yes and no. Uh, uh, Wednesday was was great. I was really honored to do that because that was something I've never been able to, to do. And so, so thankful that pastor said, I want you to do it. And so, um, so it, it just felt different though. It felt different than a Sunday. And so to, to my prepping and planning and stuff like that, uh, I, and so I did plan for Wednesday, but there was things I did on Wednesday that I didn't plan for. And that was scary. <laughs> like I was like, Oh man. And so that was really, really great. And so, um, so yeah, I think, um, I think I was excited for Sunday, but it was more because I think I've done it before, but even first service, I still was like, Oh yeah. I still had some like, you know, butterflies and still, mm. but not as bad as it used to. Like my first time I remember, cause there's a little pocket in the, you know, the pulpit, my hand was shaking. Like most of the time, my first time I ever spoke, I don't, it doesn't shake anymore, but even in the intro, I go, Oh, you're still running over your words. You know, I think you're getting too excited now. And you're like, blah, 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 you know, yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> and so, um, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. Wednesday was just different. It was, it was, it was different. And it, and it, you know, was it a good different? Oh, it's a great different. It was yeah. a really great. Different. If you, if you're listening to this and didn't attend, mm-hmm. I want you to fully feel like you missed out on something. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't even, I, I want you to fully be like, I, I should have been there. Yeah. And, yeah. and so with that being said, uh, we will have an announcement that is kind of big and cool. And that's going to be coming in the next few days. If you're listening to this, like four months after this aired, <laughs> just know that something happened. You probably missed it again. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you're listening to this on like Wednesday, when it, when the episodes drop, yeah. uh, we just left a, a marketing meeting and a, a church staff meeting. Yeah. And uh, we have a big announcement coming down the pike. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned. Yeah. And I thought as again, I, I like to call you one of my best friends. Yeah, that you too. Wednesday was, uh, for me, For me, I don't know how I walk away with that and not think that that was a turning point for you. Oh, it was, you it know? was, it was really great. It was really, really great. And I, I did, I was, yeah, I, like you, you said it, I was just kind of like on a cloud and mm-hmm. it was, it was really, really great. And it just kind of, I don't know, it just. It was great to do. I loved it. And, and, and I thought I thought Sunday, I thought your message, we normally record these on a Tuesday morning. This is a Monday though. My daughter's birthday is tomorrow. So I'm going to take the day off. So we bumped up the recording one day. So a day later, I I, I, I thought the message was great. I've, I've, I've now watched it three times. Really? And it's, I think it's really good. So Thank with you. that hype wagon, yeah. uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into the first soundbite. And that's what Paul's trying to tell Timothy. Don't be swayed. You've been convinced. You've been transformed by the Holy Scriptures. He's really saying this, that the Scriptures can be trusted over any good speech, only any good word. But why? Like, why can the Scriptures be trusted over good theology, good teaching? Well, in verse 16, he says it. He says that all Scripture is God-breathed. And that phrase comes from the Greek word that says theopinuptas, which means exhaled by God. So that all scripture, it comes out of God and onto the pages. But how? Like, does he just go, and then it just appears? No. Actually, 2 Timothy talks about that. 
In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 20 through 21, he gives an illustration where he says, above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, so when I first started writing messages, um, a lot of times I would come up with like a fun topic and I would come up with like, a, oh, this would sound cool and this would sound great. And, and so, um, and to the point, I remember uh, my pastor, Pastor John Bohr, I would go, hey, I think I want to write a message on, on this. And he, and he was like, cool. And he's like, what scripture are you going to use? And I go, I don't know, <laughs> but I want to talk about this. And he goes, you know, he goes, can I, can I, can I give you some advice? I said, sure. He goes, don't make a scripture wrap around an idea, uh, you know, or, or, or don't, don't, um, find a scripture to make an idea work. Um, fo- oh, wait, I'm, oh, you said, you see, you were saying it wrong. I was yeah. saying it wrong. Yeah. Is don't find an idea and have to, a scripture wrapped and have a scripture wrapped around it. It's, it's find a scripture and have an idea wrap around yeah. it where that has to be precedent. And so, and so that's really helped me a ton is, is in prepping is, is, is always going, okay. I need to go God's word. And that's really what Timothy, you know, Paul's telling Timothy is, hey, right now there's some good thoughts and there's some good ideas and there's some, and there's some theology going around that, that might be tempting to kind of run with, but, but don't, because it's funny because you've been grounded by God's word. And, and, and I love it because he has to explain it, you know, to, to Timothy, you know, that this is something that's been in your life, your whole, your whole life. And the reason that it's better then then good theology and good teachings is as it comes from God. And so rem, remember that distinction when it comes to those things is, okay, this is great, but it, you know, what is it, what does it have to do when in reference to God's word and having that correlation? Yeah. I think the temptation can be that we have to make God's word cool mm-hmm. or um, we need to like spice it up jazz it up. (laughs) Right. Like I do this because, or I believe this because then like try and make it look better and like cool sounding quotes and like good backgrounds and a funky graphic. You know what I mean? Like we we're always trying to kind of, I don't know, dress it up almost when really the scripture is the, it's the God breathed. It's perfect. We don't need to change it at all. We don't need to jazz it up, spice it up, make it look cool. Like we just need to be obedient in that. And the, the word of God will do the work of God. We don't have to do that yeah, for it. That's, yeah, that's, and I love it too, is because again, that's why it's more than just reading, like the intro said, that it's studying and letting it come alive. Because you, know, you said, let the, let the word of God do the work of God. And so when you go, I read it and I got nothing out of it, then study it. Yeah. Find the, the history behind it, the context mm-hmm. behind it, because then it'll come to life. And I'm telling you, the scriptures will be more and more attracting because of that. If you get bored by his word, then study and ask why. Like I'm reading, I, I'm still in Jeremiah. It's been weeks now. I know. I'm I in think the, you even talked about that in this show. I did. And I it's, I'm, still in, Jeremiah, I'm still in Jeremiah. Yeah. He, well, Good Dallas doesn't much while. care for yeah. it. <laughs> not, not some, but it's crazy because I'm, I'm, I'm in Jeremiah where he talks about like, the people are like, can you help us? And Jeremiah said, God told me he's not going to. In fact, he's going to help the other side because of your disobedience. I was like, oh man, to be that messenger. <laughs> <laughs> no, Guys, messenger. just got a message. Uh, yeah. I'm going to actually start pacing backwards as yeah, I say it. exactly. <laughs> but they talked about a history of something. And then I go, I need to study that because I know it'll make this text come more to life. So, so it makes me go, okay, study. Don't just go, all right, read it. I'm good. You know, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to find out the history of this kingdomship. I need, I need to find out the history of this city, you know, in this time. And so that's why studying is so important. So the, the thing that stuck out to me in, in that uh, clip, and then you, you both said it was, uh, you, sh- if you, if you're like bored, we reading this, like, if you're like, I don't know. I mean, I read it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think you're doing it wrong then. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think you're doing it. It's been a very long time since, since, and I'll tell you what those the, in the, in the old Testament, those, those first couple books are real exciting. Yeah. Real exciting. Oh yeah. Then we get into some real, mm-hmm. 
what am I reading? Why, why am I reading books? And, but it's been a long time since I finished say like a numbers and said, Mm -hmm. gosh, I don't get it. Yeah. What did I just read? Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully it's been a long time for myself. Uh, but I, I was at a point in my life, uh, in my spiritual life that Mm -hmm. I, I would read, you know, Leviticus and be like, what's, what is, what is happening? There's a lot of rules. What am I doing here? <laughs> like, like, how is this the best book ever? Yeah. Like, what is, what is going on here? Yeah. But, um, that was, that was a me thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. That was, that was not a, that was not a God thing. That mm-hmm. was not a Bible thing. Yeah. yeah. That was a me thing. And I thank God that it's been so, so long since yeah. I had that type of reaction to mm-hmm. reading anything right. in that book. Yeah. Uh, the, the Bible to me, uh, God talks to me directly mm-hmm. yeah. through that book. Yeah. Speaks to me directly through people I I, I love and trust too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He speaks to me through music. He speaks to me through advertising. He speaks yeah. to me through a lot of things that, um, and I say advertising like, well, isn't that just kind of marketing? Isn't that just like brainwashing? But but it it, it is and it isn't. It is it isn't when you, when I get something that's completely has nothing to do with the product I'm looking at. Yeah. And I have a full understanding of something that's happening in my life because I saw an image on a screen or that's I heard, cool. or I heard a jingle on the radio. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how it's like, that's God breathed. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I just watched an advertisement for, but those four quick rapid shots answered a question I actually prayed about. Yeah. You know? So that's, and that's how the word is for me. Yeah. The word is the, obviously the most obvious one mm-hmm. because it is what you said, God breathes. Like, yeah. And, and that's been my conviction is, is going, uh, you can't say, well, this bored me. That's not a good excuse. So your, your statement has been my conviction these last two years is going like, you can't do that anymore. Oh, hey guys, numbers, right? You know, it's boring. You know, it's like an HR meeting. It's like, no, <laughs> like there's fruit in that. There is, there's substance in that. There, that's the reason that they, it, get, it got compiled in the Holy Bible is they saw things in this and they go, okay. And they saw the parallels with Jesus and they saw all the, these things and they go, it's in here for a reason. And if you don't get that, you got to get it then study. Now I'm not saying when I get in the numbers, you know, like numbers is like the high dive, you know, they haven't done for a long time for me. I'm going to be like, all right, I am going to jump off soon, but, uh, I got to get through Jeremiah. So (laughs) (laughs) why do you think, why do you think it's taking you so long to get through? Cause it's a book that you can read, (laughs) but as I do know you, Mm -hmm. you are definitely not a a cruise through reader. You stop and Google and, and look at other sources and stuff like that. So yeah. part of that, I, I, part of the, a large part of that I admire greatly mm-hmm. yeah. because I am a cruise through reader. I'm, yeah. I'm a repetition will get you comprehension. Yeah. So the more I read this book, uh, the more I'm going to understand it, the more I'm going to remember it. Yeah. Just got to keep reading it. And that's why I said, in my opinion about the checklist thing, cause I think, I think you could do the Bible in 90 days. I think you just, it's, Oh yeah. It's just, but I, I can't. And so I, and so that's why I said my opinion is because it's just, it, it is, you know, but for me, I do, I need to get, I need to understand it. I need it to speak to me. I need to, I need to get to a point where I go like, you know, like, God, what are you trying to speak to me about in this? And, you know, for today it was, Hey, sometimes God's going to give you news that you don't want to hear. And, and, or God's going to have you speak to someone and tell them something that they don't want to hear. And that was my big thing today. And so that's what I want to walk away from. And sometimes it just takes longer. And so, but for me, I, I do is I, I read, I read my Bible. I read a book, a chapter of a book. I write my prayer journal. I do Spanish. That's what I do every single morning. So I, I know- I, I, I do, yeah, <laughs> I, I know it's not spiritual, but I just okay. learned Spanish. Okay, cool. And so, uh, so in my, I give, I do about an hour of that time in those four things. And so I go, all right. There, there is uh, a story if you want to hear it. Yeah. I, I mean, we're here. It's so. not as cool as it might be, but uh, I have since 2011, maybe 2010, every year I pick up something new, mm. like a new, a new, uh, just a new something I don't know. And a couple of years ago, I, I, I was just, cause Dallas knows that. Like mm-hmm. um, I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to be fluent in Spanish this year. And then Dallas goes, I've been wanting to learn Spanish. Been, I go, yeah. dude, let's do it together. Yeah. There you go. And it's, that's, that's that it. accountability. It's accountability. And, that, and it's not just him. It's his wife too. His wife is like, oh, come on, pick up the pace, buddy. So, <laughs> so there's a member of our church. Uh, his wife, Kate is in the worship band. She, uh, she plays keys and acoustic guitar. She also sings brilliant musician. Uh, Dustin, her husband, uh, volunteers and kids. And he, he jumped, we were over at his place a couple weeks back and he's like, Oh, I, 
I, I was doing Duolingo for a while. Advertisement right there. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to start back up. Did, did you happen to look at Dustin? If you're listening, I know you do. Dude, what happened? I know. So like there's this, they gauge it by things called XP, which is just points you, you get. An average week, a good week would be like 300 XP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you did some lessons that week, yeah. bro. Yeah. You did some lessons. You see how much he had yesterday? I didn't see yesterday, no. 10,000 uh-huh. XP. Uh-huh. I know in, how he's doing it. <laughs> in one is he cheating? Week? No. I almost texted him when I saw it last time and be like, dude, seriously, what do you, what is... Are you even learning Spanish? Are you just yeah. blasting? Through? And so I guess I guess to, to remedy this sub this 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 uh, audio clip up is maybe Dustin's learning Spanish the way I read the Bible. It could be, and there maybe I'm learning Spanish the way Dallas reads the Bible. <laughs> Good turnaround. At the prophets, the Holy Spirit carried along the words that the prophets wrote that they listened to God and God gave them the exact words to say and the right scriptures to write and the right enunciation and everything. So the origin of the scriptures come from the mouth of God, that it is God breathed. And that's why Paul is saying that we should cling to them over other things because it comes from the mouth. The essence is exhaled from God. But what is the purpose of the scripture? Well, in verse 16, he also says that. He says that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So Paul lists four things, four purposes of reading the scriptures. It's meant to be for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. Four things, two positive, two negative. And it's interesting that we have a positive and a positive to start end, but in the middle is kind of negative. So yeah, it's it's um, I, 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 the carried over thing, and I talk about I talked about in the book of Acts how it carried you know that he carried over the boat, the sh- you know that Paul was almost shipwrecked, and he he let go and he let God do what he needed to do. And that trust in that was crazy. And so that that same similarity that Peter talks about when writing the scriptures is trust, is is going, you know what? I'll, I would say it this way. Oh, no, God's telling me not that way. And so it's just every single word, every single statement, you know? And and so, you know, I've heard pe- preachers say that, you know, uh, you know what the word therefore is there is you ask yourself, what's that there for? But like, that's the reality of it. Sometimes you go, why do they say it like that? Why do they write like that? And it's because they trusted God fully and and i wonder i wonder as they're writing if they're like i don't know why i'm saying it like this you know Mm -hmm. but i feel like god says i gotta say exactly like this and so and so yeah because i mean if you think about it like the it's the again the four things that paul says is teaching uh rebuking correcting and training and those two of those things we can do all the time and sometimes that's our mindset when going to the god's word is like okay god teach me and god train me but we don't go all right god rebuke me, correct me. Like we don't really, we're not really that, you know, uh, you know, we, we don't want to beat ourselves up, but sometimes yeah. we read words and go, oh, or we'll read a sentence that we'll go, oh, and we'll kind of get convicted and, and conviction's good. It's healthy. It's needed. It's necessary. Um, but you know, and, and so in that you got to allow that to happen. So that's kind of what my take on was that and my, my, the going into that was just reading that scripture and remind myself, yeah, that's what we have to do every time is every time we have to go, God, what, what are you teaching me? What am I getting rebuked of and corrected on? And, and what can I train in in this? And so when we have those processes in it, it does, again, make the word of God more alive and, and, you, and it's more than just surface level. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that what you get out of reading the Bible is based a lot on your level of humility coming into reading the Bible. That's good. You know, if, really good. if you've got your guard up and you're not really ready to humble yourself, humble your mind and your heart and, and be ready to like learn in a new way. Uh, you, you may be one of those people who's like, yeah, I read the Bible. I, you know, I saw, um, something this week, you know, just being like shared around a video or something. 
Uh, and basically it was somebody who was like mocking the Bible, essentially saying like, you guys can go and you, you Christians can go live how you want. That's not how I want to live. And like, that's just a book and all of this stuff. And it's like, well, you probably never approached the Bible with any type of humility. You didn't come to it like with question marks. You came to it already having decided you had the sentence written in your head before you even opened the book. Mm-hmm. And I think so sometimes um, we can get caught up like, oh, do morning devotionals and do this devotional and you should do a prayer journal. You should do that. No, you should just read and read humbly. And it doesn't really matter what that looks like or whatever, because when you're in that mindset and you're in that posture, then these things that uh, we're learning about are going to happen naturally. The the teaching, the rebuking, the correcting, and the training, um, that will come through by the Holy Spirit. And I love that you pointed out, Pastor Dallas, about... um, being carried along by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like? What's that like sensation? And as you were talking about in the intro, how you felt on the worship night and how it was, you're like, it was just different. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's this, this feeling when you're carried along by the Holy Spirit, it is just different. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to try so hard. You don't have to make things make sense so hard. You don't have to feel like you need to learn and educate yourself so hard. Like you are, you're just being carried along. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, when you were talking, I was curious, uh, you brought up like journaling and stuff. Um, Megan, do you, what, what is your routine in the, in your spiritual routine? I mean, I do journal. I mean, it's not like I don't, but um, reading the Bible first, then like first in the morning. Yeah. 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 I've started to do Hey, you guys remember I was a nighttime yeah. Bible oh, reader. Oh, that's yep. right. Yep. I have been switching to the mornings and I like it. Yes, I like it. Um, so I've been reading my Bible in the morning, reading a book that's spiritual, spiritually related mm-hmm. um, in the morning and then doing some journaling and then some prayer to kind of, well, prayer in the beginning and at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. yeah that's interesting. And there's uh, some days where like I wake up just to further answer that question. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, today is one of those mornings where I just want to worship. Like, or I just want to listen to worship music mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, follow. It doesn't have to necessarily be the same thing. And I, although I do think that there is some like beauty in that too, like where you are, I do this every single day. And like Daniel praying exactly three times a day, drop down to your knees. Right. I, I see that there's a, a beauty in that, but sometimes like I like to listen to, I ask myself like, what, what does my body need today? What do I need today? Like, yeah. what does my spirit need today? Yeah. yeah. Well, this morning I, I just needed to listen to some worship music mm-hmm. and be quiet. On those mornings, do you tend to still open the Bible? Um, Maybe in some form or fashion, yeah. may not look the same that yeah. day. You know what I mean? Sure. But definitely yeah. we'll get scripture. Yeah. Yeah. I do. And that's, that was the question. Do you get scripture every day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's, I am, and I know that I am not a, a normal person in this regard, but I don't journal. I I, I think I'm the only one on staff that doesn't. Oh. Right? Well, maybe. I mean, you're yeah. the only one right now, maybe. Maybe you, eventually you'll get something you do. I don't know. Or, yeah. or maybe someone will quit journaling. Yeah, maybe journaling, so. Hey, man, don't worry like, about it. You're not by yourself. When we say journaling, I think people sit, think like, dead diary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, it's Today not that. <laughs> for breakfast. Just like, a, there's know, one candle going in, yes. in the pen you have know. to dip your ink in. I felt really freed in, uh, when I realized like, I'm not going to journal that way. Yeah. And I'm going to journal like this and yeah. like, this is going to be how I journal. How and do like, you, how do you journal? Um, it's a secret. Well, kidding. no, I think it, I, I ask only because I think it's good. And not just as like my own interest, but yeah. I, 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 I think that not everyone journals. I, I, I think that I, while I'm, a, while I'm a, like not a normal on this staff in that percent per, per se in that sense, but I think that there are a lot of people that listen that don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, journaling has looked more like, a scripture that I'm chewing on yeah, and some bullet points. And then I'll, I even recently started to make a box of things that I'm praying for. Yeah. And oh. I had to, cha- this sounds so weird. I had to challenge myself to actually put what I'm really praying for in that box. Yes. Because why do I want to write down things that like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is, sounds good to pray for. Yeah. When it's not really what I'm praying for. Yes. Why am mm. I doing that? Mm. I like that approach. That's very, how, yeah. do you, how do you do it, Dallas? It's very similar. I, I, it's, it, but honesty has got to be the big thing. I mean, 
I mean, it's not like people are like, hey, I got Dallas's prayer journals. Who wants to read them? Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know, $10 a piece. It's like, no, I'm good. And so it's so it's like, okay, just, you know, be honest. But I think I always try to go, okay, like, is there, is there something I read today that makes me go like, God, I'm thankful for this. And even in bad times, I go, you know, God, I'm thankful for you listening to me when I'm angry. Mm-hmm. You know, and just, and 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 then I kind of go, I start with Thanksgiving and then I kind of go into just, some help, you know, can he help me with this and help me with that? So sometimes it is just full writing stuff. Sometimes it's not a lot lot of writing. It's just some, some writing, but it just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's how I know I'm talking to God and, and how I can, it it honestly makes what I pray to God. I remember it more because I wrote it down. Whereas, you know, if I didn't do that, they're like, Hey, what, you know, I could pray in two minutes later. Like, what'd you pray for again? You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't remember. You know, I just said it, you know, like I remember one time someone said, wow, that was a good prayer. And I, if you would ask me like, Hey, what was that prayer again? I'm like, I, don't know. <laughs> I just was, I just kind of felt like what God told me, you know, what God was kind of speaking to me about. So, so writing it down has been super helpful. So yeah, I think that, I think that's the truth. I think some people over analyze journaling and it is a lot easier than it, it probably seems. It's so important that we have these four attributes when we're reading the scripture because we don't need to listen to everything that comes around. That sometimes we are gonna hear something that sounds great and we're gonna be carried by opinions and quotes, but if it doesn't match with the word, then it's not something we should have in our lives. We need to be stabilized by God's word. We need to lean on the words that were breathed from God to be proven as honest and steady and godly in our lives. We need to lean into the scriptures that teach us even when it's difficult and even when it's confusing. And we, I know we don't want rebuke. We don't want correction, especially by those in authority. It's like when you hear it, it's kind of like the, the old saying, like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's like, oh, come on. Can you just be mad, please? Like, can you like throw something? Like, I'd rather have you mad than like disa- disappointed. Like, come on. And, and so even though rebuke and, and, and correction, it's not helpful. It is very helpful in our training process that takes us from where we are to where God wants us to be. Um, I, I think uh, I, I want to make a disclaimer that I'm not against opinions and quotes. You know, there are some great quotes that I've heard, um, but I don't think they need to take precedence over God's word, which I've, I have probably said that on this podcast. But that was like the biggest thing is I, you know, I said a story a couple weeks ago that I leaned on something as truth that was just someone's opinion. And I took it as that's probably in the Bible somewhere. And that's what can happen is I think sometimes we can get into these things where we'll, people will say, well, I'm not reading the Bible, but I'm reading a really good Christian book. And that's great. That's a great, I'm glad you're reading a good Christian book, but it's not as important as the Bible. And, 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 you know, maybe in that Christian book, they will, you know, study scripture, but that's also what God spoke to them in that moment. God wants to speak to you in his word and speak to you on a personal level. And so I think that's why it's so important to get in his word and not go, well, no, no, I'm good. I, I'm good. I got my Christian music. I got my, my favorite pastors and preachers, which again, all great things, but they should never take place of God's word in your life. I think it's essential and it's important. And so I love, I love quotes and I love, opinions and I and I love the one-liners but again I also love God's word and and when those one-liners have you know some foundation in it where you go wow where, where did they get that from then I go okay I want to see if that matches up with with what you know the scripture and words I even do that with lyrics you know lyrics of Christian songs like hey what where do they get this in the Bible where do they get that line you know because it again it brings more life to mm-hmm. it when you do that yeah yeah, that's so good. I mean, we should always be hungry and and ready to like dig for more and dig for more. I think that's one of the more enjoyable parts of reading the Bible for me is like when I start connecting things, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, and I read the little note, you know where it is and I'm flipping back. I'm like, oh, and it's here and it's there. And to just see how like it connects, you just realize that like, this is so much more than a book. Like 
Mm-hmm. I think that can be um, the temptation, like especially as a new believer or or even if you just feel like you're in like a stale season in your life. It's like, what is this? It's just a book, mm-hmm. you know? Like, what does this have to do with anything, right? Yeah. Um, but you start to see how it's connected and intertwined and you just realize that like, this is a masterpiece. This is literally God's masterpiece um, for us to read. And you should have things that stabilize you. Yes. Right. And uh, something I remember asking my life group was like, think of a scripture or, or even just a concept of scripture, but like what's something that is the, is the rock in the middle of your stream that when you are being like swept away by the current of the world or, or your mind and anxiety or um, like what's going on around you, like what's the thing that you cling to and and hold on. And um, that is your, your stabilizer, right? Like how are you stabilizing yourself through scripture? So mm-hmm. I don't know. And you may not have an answer right off the top of your head, but yeah. you'll find out when you're in those really hard times, mm-hmm. what are you clinging to yeah. and what's stabilizing you? Stop it. Stop it. Stop yeah. That awesome. So I, I thought too, the gyroscope that you, mm-hmm. you, you talked cool. about, I mean, yeah. that's it, right? That's, that's, I wanted to buy one kind of and, and like keep it on my desk. So <laughs> The yeah, the, I mean that's what you're saying though. Essentially, it's yeah. like a gyroscope, and um, I had no idea what a gyroscope did. Mm-hmm. I we when we loaded the notes in, yeah. and tried them out on Thursday to make sure that the pictures were up there. Like that was a question amongst us: is like, what is it? What's what's the purpose of one of those? Yeah, and my answer was, I think it's just a desk a desk ornament, <laughs> like. It's like like one of those like paperwork. where you where you let go of the ball and then it hits the other one and it goes yeah. back and forth, <laughs> ding, and just goes infiditum until you stop it. it I was be. like, I think that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I I had to do research on it too, is because it's just you know the the purpose because it, it, in a way it kind of looks like a spinning top, you know. Yeah. Um. But 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 really, a, a true gyroscope in in the right format is to is it's kind of keep up the you know the true north. And so that's why I said you can move it around and it'll just stay up because it's it's supposed to it stay how true north. Does it do Magnet- that? Magnetism, like like a um, like a compass, which I okay. could not remember when I was speaking yesterday. I was like like a compass. That thing you hold in your hand, yeah. it's got the needle. Yeah, I, I think I said na- I think I said navigation, but like a compass, you know, it uses the you know the what gravitational pull, you know, of mag- the magnetism and stuff mm. like that. It's kind of like that also. Mm. So. Science. Yes, science. So crazy. So but I, uh, now I want one on my desk so that I can have that. Because <laughs> it never stops. Right, but like have that reminder. Like, am yeah. I am I staying true north right now or am I getting wobbly yeah. like a top? Because it's not a top. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. So off the top of your, off the, off the, ah, oh. off the top of your head. Um, so the rebuking and correcting yeah. is this middle of the compliment sandwich, mm-hmm. right? Now give me the buns. The buns, you mean the teaching and the training? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So teaching, I mean, y'all know what I'm saying? Like count my yeah. sandwich? Yes. Like it's sandwich. Like you physically eat like buns or yeah. bread. You know? <laughs> like, you know, you start with- I got it. You start with something good. Yeah. Two things. That's never happened before. That has never happened before. <laughs> I am shocked Holy right now. Holy smokes. <laughs> it's because it happened on Monday. That's what it is. <laughs> Here's the thing. No one ever calls me. I'm That's just kind of dying right now. I stop so, it. So there, so people are obviously like, "What? What just happened?" Uh, so I, I, I Bluetooth from my phone <laughs> the sound bites. I really thought we were just going to edit this out. <laughs> we can. I mean, we can, but it's a lot more work. Okay, okay, continue. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. It would just be easier for me to explain for 20 seconds what yes. happened. <laughs> Believe me, we'll get back to the the compliment sandwich. Because we were. Yeah, never mind. We'll, we'll get to the buns. <laughs> so somebody called me. I Bluetoothed the sound bites from, <laughs> from an email. It's just I, I, I sent Megan in Dallas the email of the uh, MP3s, the audio clips. And then I just uh, go into my email and then Bluetooth them to, to the soundboard. And somebody called me. And, uh, First time in years years we all looked at it like what is it doing that's the takeaway we're like <laughs> what is it who would be calling you <laughs> what is, and, and, you know what i think it is because we normally do this tuesday morning yeah it's yeah. a monday afternoon that's what it is mm-hmm. that's what it is. hot business hours yeah. <laughs> all right so the compliment sandwich um uh of those four and I, I say this because i didn't remember yeah the the two good ones 
Oh, really? Interesting. I, I remember wholeheartedly the, the things, the correcting and the rebuking. Yes. And I, I think that there might be something there for me to look in at, at myself mm-hmm. that um, why I only thought that. And can I ask a follow-up question yeah. to that while we're, sure. before you answer? Um, the difference between teaching and training. Mm. Cause sometimes those seem like the same thing to me. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, were you asking me that question? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm asking Dallas that question. Okay. I think as a guy that does the hosting, uh-huh. I don't get asked many questions. <laughs> I can ask you that question. <laughs> so I, I think the like the, the correcting and the rebuking, I think that those stood in my head. Like yeah. I know that God does that t- to me a lot. Like yeah. I know he does. And, um, yeah. Why, why I couldn't remember the other two? I, I guess that's just a, where you're at, where maybe you are hunting for that. You know, I need to be, I need to be corrected. I need to be rebuked, but, but maybe it's like, it's, I don't know. It's maybe state of mind, state of yeah. place, but uh, I'm not sure because yeah, for me that I, I want to teach and train. I don't want to be corrected. Oh, I don't see, wanna, and, I, and I don't want to. And maybe, rebuked. maybe as you say it out loud, maybe I, I, I look for God to do that for me. Cause in yeah. those corrections and those rebukings mm. comes the growth. Yeah. Mm. I, I rarely grow in large strides when I'm succeeding. Yeah. Well, you know? and, but that's also a, a healthy sign too, is because some people just want to, they just want to learn and they want to do the good stuff, but they don't want to be corrected. And so, and I think that's that fulfillment there. But, you, but the fact is you just, you didn't know the words, but you understood the meaning because he said, if these two happen, then these two will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, to answer your question, I think that the difference between teaching and training is teaching is you, you hear it. Training is you do it. You know, is and so you can have the knowledge, but if you're not going to do anything with it, then then what's the point? Mm. And so I think it's just taking what you what you've learned and then run with it. I I kind of relate. It's kind of like evangelism versus discipleship. Mm. Evangelism, you can hear it and go, "That was great," and it's like, but but you know, discipleship says, "Okay, now go." Mm. You know, and that's what Jesus said. You know, now go and make disciples. You've you, I've taught you, but now go and do it. And then sometimes this word, it has a lot of great things and it's called me to do a lot of things, but sometimes it tells me that I should stop doing or stop thinking a certain way and I don't like it. And I go, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that it says that. And, but then I go, but you know what? It's in there for a reason because God breathed it to life and he knew that I needed to hear that and you needed to hear that. So in that I go, okay. I got to do that. I got to stop doing that. I got to stop thinking that way. I got to stop going to that place. I need to stop allowing that substance to take over because God's saying it's not good for you. And then in that comes a plan. And I love when we put ourselves in that position where we say, you know what? I'm going to not just be more than a reader. I'm going to do everything that Paul says. I'm going to let it teach and rebuke and correct and train. Then we're getting ourselves to a point where we're allowing God to really move in us and take us from where we are to where he's called us to be. And when we let the scripture walk through us and through those four steps, Paul's saying in verse 17, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So he's saying in there, if you read the scripture to let it teach you and let it rebuke you and let it correct you, and let it train you. You will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Another way of reading this is, this is how someone becomes fit for the task. I need to hear that because I have to remind myself of what God's done in my life. You have to understand 20 years ago, I would never be where I am right now by my own works, by my own talents because I did not like speaking in public and people, but God called me and gave me a talent. You have to understand that we find in this Bible over and over and over again is that God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. That was something that had to be told to me, especially when I, uh, because it's very true, I was very much an introvert. 
that had extrovert moments where, where people were like, what was that? Like it was, that's what my life was. You know, I, I, when I think about extrovert moments, I think about, I went to a cousin, my cousin's birthday party and it was boring. And she's like, gosh, it's so boring. And so I thought it'd be fun to dance and try to get other people to dance. And the, the result was like, what are you doing? And I just had these, you know, quote unquote, silly moments. It was just mm-hmm. me trying to be more outspoken, but I was very shy and quiet. And so when I had this call on my life to, I felt like I was like, I think I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be a pastor, but I understand that pastor means that sometimes you're going to be asked to speak in front of people. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do that. So it, it didn't make sense to me. And so, and then someone had to say that to me, you know, God, he, you know, he, he equips the call. He doesn't call the equipped. He, he, and you, and you see it, you see it with Aaron, you see it with, uh, I mean, with not Aaron, with Moses, you see it with, um, uh, Abraham, you see it with all these people who are like, not, not me. I don't know what you're talking about and what God has done through these people. And it's interesting because throughout the Bible, we get to see people's dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. And I think God does it because he goes, Hey, these people are normal, just like you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing extraordinary about them. They are ordinary people who've just trusted a supernatural God. And so like, that's what I had to remind myself in that. And that quote helped me a ton, but it, but as you read his word, and that's why I love is those four steps, Paul says, you will be thoroughly equipped to do every good work. And so you have the ability you have the calling. You have the the words and the timing and the the power because what because what happens essentially in that is it's not me anymore. It's him moving through me. Mm. And when you allow God to move through you, he will give you wisdom that you didn't think you could comprehend. He'll give you moments that you didn't you could not count on. He will just he'll give you abilities that you go, man, that oh, thank God for that. That mm. wasn't me. Which then going back to our worship night. I, I, I give credit to that. I just said, God, I want you to do what you need to do. Help me not to get in the way. And and there was moments where I had a word, you know, and had scripture in my head that I wasn't prepared for and that I spoke well, I think because I just trusted God to, to use me to speak to our church. And so, you know, but again, that's what the power of his word will do is it will it will transform us and it will change us and it will give us the ability we didn't think we had. Yeah, that's good. You know, uh, what I took out of that clip was, am I looking for the good works or like, am I, do I notice when a good work is before me? Oh, wow. Kind of got me thinking. Cause I think when we hear good works, we think of like the soup kitchen or like, you know, doing something for the needy or, uh, whatever, whatever your sort of idea is of like what a good a good work would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but good work is anything that like God wants to accomplish. So what is God trying to co- accomplish before me? And I don't, I don't have an answer for this. I'm just saying where my mind was going that like, what am I missing the thing that God is trying to do? Am I being a, a part of that? Like, am I equipped? Hmm. Well, am I doing my work, right? Am I doing the work of reading the scripture, of allowing myself to be taught, rebuked and corrected and trained? Okay, then I'm ready for the good work. He's telling me I am ready. So so it's kind of, again, for me to be mentally prepared for that too. Like, am I postured the right way? Am I ready to go? Am I ready to do the good work? I don't know, something that I took out of that. Well, that, yeah, that's... I, did, I didn't take any of that. Sorry. Off. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what's fine. great about this podcast. That's why that's, that, I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know how to collect my thoughts because what Sorry. I was going to do was a completely other, other turn. That's, and that's, yeah, that's, that's why I like this podcast. That's why I like talking with um, other Christians, other Jesus people. Cause I, I think maybe even too in the last couple of weeks, maybe, maybe the news made me understand that even in our Christianity, there are, different degrees and variations of it, mm-hmm. of how people react and respond. So I want to emphasize that I, I, I sure do enjoy um, that this world is full of people that are, that all are just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I sure do enjoy when, when I'm, when I'm with people that have similar viewpoints as myself and similar beliefs, viewpoints, maybe not so much as beliefs. Yeah. And, and then we yeah. love the same things. Yeah. And by the same things, I mean Jesus yeah. and sharing his word. And I, I sure do like 
being around people like that and hearing their take mm-hmm. because then when you're up to talk on the mic and you have nothing really to say other than, wow, <laughs> where did, I, I didn't get that at all. Yeah. But then you can take for a second, you know, and think about that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That soundbite, what stood out for me was, uh, you know, God calling the people that probably have no business to be called. You know, like the ones in their heads that said, well, God has 9 billion people to pick. Why would he pick me to do this? Yep. Yeah. You yep. know, that's, 100%. I think that that's, that's uh, humbling and it can also be crippling mm-hmm. all at the same time. And depends on how you approach it. Yeah. If you, if you take it as I'm, I can't do it, I'm, then that'll be a crippling effect and that will, that will go on for generations. Yeah generation generational curses are cripplers because of that fear yeah but if you if you step into something that you're called to mm-hmm. which is different than something that you desire you know a calling almost all, in all instances a calling is very unflattering mm-hmm. it's very it will be difficult it will you'll see hard times yep um very few people that follow their calling will at the end of the day say it was easy in fact, I, I don't, if someone says it's easy, if someone told me that oh, ministry is easy, yeah. I, I would know they're not doing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <Yes. laughs> so, Take it from a guy who else is doing ministry. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just is. So when, it, when that part that it, it doesn't matter what you are, it yeah. doesn't matter what you did, doesn't matter who you are today. If, if God has called you to something, he will make it be. It will be so. Yeah. And the good work, man. You, you ain't gotta you ain't gotta do nothing but just be familiar mm-hmm. and 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 uh willing. Yeah. I just wanted to say one one thing before we ended today. And I think because I think we're talking about the power of reading God's word and reading God's word, and I think people are going, That's great, but like I struggle reading God's word. And I, I just wanted to kind of encourage you, if you are struggling, like reading the Bible is just, or just reading in general may be hard for you. Here's what I would say. One, make time for it. Like, don't just try to find, make time for it. You know, like you've heard us say, we get up early in the morning, make time for it. Two, pray, like pray going, God, I pray that you would speak to me through your word. God wants to speak to you through, through his word. And so it's like, God, I pray that you would get my mind ready to hear your word. And then I think the third thing is, you know, find it, you know, don't go to numbers. Be like, well, they talked about numbers. I'll go to numbers. You know, if you're struggling with the Bible, go to the gospels first. Yeah. Hang around in the New Testament for a little bit. You know, do that. Um, take, you know, don't rush it. Just try to make sure, do I understand it? Cool because it will come to life in you. But that's kind of what I would say is, you know, find time, pray, you know, find, you know, read something that is, uh, that maybe is from the New Testament gospels. And then, and then when you don't understand, ask questions, go to, you know, go to Google, go to commentaries, email me, Dallas at lifechurchgb.com. You know, let me know. Also, if you, if, if you're saying, you know, I want a Bible, like I want like a cool Bible, but I can't afford one, email me, I'll buy you one. I have a cool one that I just bought that I would love to give uh, give you. So, and I know people are like, "Really, he's gonna give what?" Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> my, eyes feel- just, my eyes just went. Uh, his mouth is is writing right. checks. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I have I have a, a Bible I'm using right now that I think is really great. And if mm-hmm. people are like, well, if people even want to go, what is it? We talked about it a couple weeks ago, so it's in the show notes. But but if you email me, just email me. I'll, I'll send you a link. Or if you're like, I would love that, but I can't afford it. I'll you send me your address and I'll send you one. So cool because I want you guys not just to go like oh i just not this podcast isn't for me they're talking about reading the bible i was like no it is for you mm-hmm. and it's what god wants for you but i want to help you for that because i get that i didn't like reading either but now i love it because i understand what god's doing through it i i, I love i love I, i'm excited to see <laughs> like, yeah i'll let I, you know yeah i'm excited to hear how 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 many bibles you're gonna <laughs> have to buy you're gonna have to, cool. you're gonna have to buy um, i love that megan what if if Everything that Pastor Dallas just said there, uh, loved it. What would be the book that you that you pointed towards to have somebody read? Ooh, this is a hard one. Because yours was yours was uh, the the Gospels, correct? Yeah. Do you want to go specifically in, in um, the Gospel? Gospel, I, you know what? Everyone says John. I, I like Luke. 
I think Luke's great. That's it. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm a big Luke fan too. I yeah. get so much out of Luke and I, I can't emphasize it enough. Start in the gospel. I think people are like, well, and this is my husband. He's like, well, I wanted to read the Bible <laughs> yep. chronologically. I'm like, first of all, it's not chronological. Second of all, <laughs> it doesn't start. It doesn't make sense that way. Wow. So I'm like, but, but I really, really love getting to know Jesus first. Yeah. Like get to know Jesus first and yep. then read the rest of it. Yeah. And uh-huh. I'm not knocking on people who want to read it. If you want to read it chronologically, yep. but the Bible isn't like, if you read it, it's not written chronologically. Yeah. I don't know. Right? Yeah, there's there's some speed bumps <laughs> in there. Yeah. There's, like, some, okay. there's some speed bumps <laughs> yeah. in there. Yeah. I just wanted to make a joke. Luke is my favorite gospel and my favorite Skywalker. So that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, and your favorite Skywalker. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got Luke. We got Luke, and I know yeah. John's always high up on the list. Yes. Like People because it's an easy it's an easier read for what for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot yep. of one liners that you'll read yep. in John and be like, What's the first Old Testament book you would recommend? Oh, see, so so like, I would actually I have an answer. I would actually tell people that. Yeah, you can start in the New Testament if you want, but I I started in Genesis uh-huh. and I liked it. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, my Old Testament would be Proverbs. I was Ooh, raised a, wow. prover- a proverb a day is what you should do. And in, fa- in fact, if my dad is listening to this podcast, which I know he isn't, it's okay, dad, I forgive you. You probably don't know what podcasts are. Anyways, his <laughs> thing was, if I said, hey, I'm reading Jeremiah, he would go, and Proverbs, right? And I go, uh, and he's like, you should always, my dad is, he reads a chapter of a Bible and Proverbs every mm. single day. Ooh, I like that But approach. he'll do it on the day. So like today is the, what is today's date? The 27th, he, he read Proverbs 27 today. Oh, yeah. Megan, what that. do you got for OT? Hey, I asked you first. I told you Genesis. <laughs> oh, that Genesis. was that was my that was the book I was going to lead with regardless. <laughs> Either way, it's Genesis. I mean, okay, yes. I think Genesis is also a great place to start. But um first Old Testament <laughs> book. I don't know. I just kind of threw that out there and I I guess I, I, love, I, love, I, think, I think Genesis is a good place to start. You know, page one. Uh, <laughs> it's hard because I actually really enjoy the Old Testament. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there I, I get it. There are some dry ones, but the the better you understand, again, Jesus and like what yeah. he came to fulfill, I think those drier things make mm. a lot more sense. And they're, they like come alive in such a cool way. But Genesis, it sets the scene. And mm-hmm. yes, okay, Genesis is chronological. <laughs> Since I still feel like you guys are looking at me. Well, no, for I was that. I was going to give you an answer. I was like, well, Megan did have one. I was going to say, uh, do First and Second Kings, because uh, I love it. It talks about David in that. Yeah, so I think sure. That's a, that's sure. a good one too. So. I like that. Uh, right. Gospel wise, I'm a Matthew guy. All right. Okay. Well, that was kind no, of, no. I like it. I like it to the point that I mean, I was enthusiastic with Matthew, your guys. It's Matthew <laughs> chapter one. I okay. Wanna, no, no, no. It's it, well because we disagree. We think Luke is better. So, <laughs> I love it. They both look to be like, all right, you know. That's well, cute. it's the first book in the in yeah. the New Testament, so that makes sense why you like oh, it. Oh <laughs> man, he's a chronological guy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even say that oh, word right. Come on. All right. Thanks for joining us today for this yes. episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and think someone you you know may benefit from the topics we discussed like Bible stuff. <laughs> Please share the link to this podcast on your social media platforms. And hey, we'd also love it if you would rate and review this podcast. This is just so more and more people can be exposed to the life-giving message of yes. Jesus through this podcast and through Life Church. Uh, again, my name is Pastor Keith. I'm Dallas. Megan. Come hungry, because next week we're going to have num 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 chew on that. I felt that was rushed. Was this, it? This is going to be the second week in a row you're going to give me another one. All right. Oh, next, oh, don't worry, I'll cut this one out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, next week, come hungry because we're going to num, 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 chew on that.